Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are kerplunked from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! This thing on? Yo, I think this is like an underutilized tool that we can really find potential in. Chuck it right in the fuck it bucket. Chuck it right in the fuck it bucket. All your problems that you think you're stuck with. Chuck it right in the fuck it bucket. Oh shit, this is my part, isn't it? I think I lost my keys somewhere deep within the trees. That's okay, I'm free. Sand is not worried. There's no hidden fees, not as far as I can see. But man, I gotta pee. Bucket about to be relieved. Think I love it. Fuck it, bucket. Too much alky, might have chuck it. Nice shirt, I might untuck it. Magistrate can fucking suck it. Y'all motherfuckers know who I am. Vivaldi green sleeves, yeah, it's Sebastian. I ain't got no gas for the tour van, so I light up this beat the only way I can. Ice bitch, hot and twist, I gladly ride a ski lift. Redhead and mage slayer, I can't help but obey her. I can't have either one up in my covers. It's time to get back home, cause Ohio is for lovers. Hey! Chuck it right in the bucket, bucket. Chuck it right in the bucket, bucket. All your problems that you think you're stuck with. Chuck it right in the bucket, bucket. Magistrate, bucket, bucket. Desideria, bucket, bucket. Xander shirt, bucket, bucket. All your problems, bucket, bucket. The cast and crew is growing into the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. At 150 members of the cast and crew, we're making Jet throw on some short shorts and filming a D&D-themed workout series called Sweat with Jet. And we are less than 40 members away. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll also receive access to exclusive behind-the-scenes info, monthly one-shots run by different cast members. Vince actually just DM'd for the very first time, and we caught it live on recording. You need to see how it went. You'll get an invite to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties and community-run games, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do for every single cast party episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Shanam. 
shirts, hoodies, stickers, and so much more over at cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManuson. I will be your director for today. I am joined by my earnest cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who has been secretly writing a song about Jet and how courageous he's been throughout his time in Fendrea. <gasps> he writes it at night while Jet snores away and holds on to the Professor Plum statue Jet got him at the Awakening Festival. <gasps> he calls it The Boulder Never Breaks. <laughs> when they get back home, he hopes to record it and surprise him with it on his newest mixtape. Oh my god! Aww. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So cute. That's adorable. We have Anna Brisbane. <gasps> Blueberry Sky, Elvin Druid, actress trying to save the world through art. For instance, the movie she filmed before Through the Realms of Myria was a rom com called On Thin Ice with Harry Styles that was filmed in Alaska and had a side plot about global warming and saving the polar bears or whatever. And the premiere was supposed to be like one month after they wrapped through Realms of Myria. So she's locks track of how many days have passed here, but she's getting a sinking feeling she's about to miss it. Oh, no. Woof. But Harry Styles, huh? But Harry Styles. (laughs) 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 And Nigel Deacon. What's cracking? Xander Gucci Supreme, whose first experience finding a body trapped in ice was not in the basement in the last episode. It was when he was 15 in his friend's basement. Uh, He went to go get a soda from the fridge their family kept in the basement with the instruction of don't go in the freezer. So obviously Xander went into the freezer (laughs) and in the ice cube trays were tadpoles frozen in the ice cubes. Uh, There was a lot going through his head when he saw that, but he needed to know if they would come back to life. So he popped a few into a glass of water, but not to be suspicious, he kept drinking out of it little by little while he and his buddy played video games. No. (laughs) Eventually, they dethawed and came back to life. But Xander didn't notice until he swallowed one, hence why he won't drink boba tea. And he never brought it up with his friend as to why they did this, but only because he forgot. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> also, the freezer in my house when I grew up regularly had dead animals in it oh. because uh, my dad would pick up like roadkill and stuff to feed to an alligator at work. Oh. oh. What does your father okay. do? That's hype as hell. Yeah. All right. So I was like, <laughs> while, I, while you were speaking, I was like, okay, I think I get it. Then you say another part of that sentence yeah. and I'd be like, okay, now I think I get it. Then it was, you just like kept, kept me guessing through the whole thing. Just like, stumping <laughs> you with every sentence. Just like your fun fact. It was a similar yeah, exactly. situation. <laughs> Well, we didn't get derailed, Vince Perino. (laughs) (laughs) Jet the Boulder Chambers, who back in late 2018 actually created a charity. He created this charity to try to support his mom a little bit more in her rough time that she's been going through. So what he did is he created a dog walk charity and he named it Pebbles and Friends. They would get sponsors and a large group of people would come with puppies, big dogs, little dogs, even cats, because it's all friends, pebbles and friends after all. They would raise money for the ABTA. And to this day, it is still going on. That's so cute. Let's talk about what happened last time. 
You were all talking in your tent about what to do about Matthias's and what could have happened with the magistrate being there. Speaking about Desiderius staff, you came up with some ideas on how to get rid of it, but decided it would be best to keep it with you for now. With Redstream joining you in your tent, you sprung into action to get into the magistrate barracks. Three of you are invisible, Sebastian with magistrate clothing on, and Blueberry as a spider on the back of his ankle. It was easy to get right into the barracks, as Kamir, the blue dragonborn, let Sebastian in. Pretending to be Derek, the new guy, Sebastian followed Kamir with the rest of you close behind. Kamir showed Sebastian some of the things the barracks had to offer before your meal was interrupted by a man who grabbed you by the shoulder. He commanded attention and fear from all of the magistrate soldiers. He took Sebastian across the courtyard and up into a long hallway-like room. Blueberry was still with him, but the rest of you were unable to follow as a guard moved back into the way of the stairs leading up to this room. Xander and Jet decided to break into the officer's quarters while Sebastian was given a harness and forced to inhale some burning leaves. Being told never to run, Sebastian got surrounded by a thick black smoke as the man in front of him changed. Gold frayed robe, black misty eyes, and tentacles with faces coming out of its back. Blueberry saw this transformation in real time while Sebastian was surrounded by all this smoke. Sebastian, you found yourself in a mountainous area with large stone pillars and a thick fog. He saw Blueberry, Jet, and Xander bleeding and possibly even dead, as well as L.A., a portal leading home, Big G just on the other side. Rushing towards Jet, trying to heal him, Jet's eyes opened and instead of Jet, it was the man who grabbed Sebastian and told him to run. Sebastian wasn't controlled by the man's magic, yet began running anyway, before the man teleported in front of him and shocked him into a deep paralysis. Ending his concentration on invisibility, Redstream, Jet, and Xander were visible in the hallway outside the officer's quarters. Sebastian got up from his paralysis and was told to fight by the man. Fight the large monster who was barreling towards his friends. Sebastian turned this monster away and was able to get back to Jet before the smoke started to recede closer into him. Now, one of the man's tentacles put its face right into your Sebastian. As its orange eyes flashed bright, you were unable to see, and your memory of everything that just occurred had been wiped. The man was then there in his human form, and you feared him, though you did not know why. He told you to leave. So, you met up with your companions in the armory before moving upstairs to try to find any information you could about the magistrate. Finding the man's room, you discovered he calls himself the Harbinger, and he strips the fight-or-flight response from these soldiers so they will never turn down a mission. You also found keys in the officer's quarters, and going back down, you found a staircase hidden in these quarters, which led to an old ice cellar where you saw a human skeleton embedded into the ice on the side of a large, broken-down wall, leading to a cavern that radiates magical energy. Now, you see this skeleton in front of you. On the ice it is encased in, you can see crude drawings. A curly mustache drawn under where the nose should be. An apron drawn with a name tag that says, The Meat Man. Redstream quietly takes a handkerchief out of his bag and with a solemn face moves over and starts cleaning off the drawings. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? The meat man. Are they just drawing on the ice and like kind of making fun of him? Ew. 
Hey, Redstream, is that, uh, is that your boy? I was afraid of something like this. A part of me hoped we would come up empty-handed. I'm so sorry, Redstream. He is just wiping down as much as he can of these bad drawings just all over the ice that the skeleton's encased in. At least now you have closure. I thought I had come to terms with his passing long ago, but I never expected to see him like this. Is it like almost a whole whole body? Like preserved? Or does it look like it was left to decay and then put in ice? It looks like it got shoved into this ice somehow. The clothing and stuff is still here. So this person probably died in the ice. But the body is decayed. Then where did all the skin and stuff go if it's in ice? Give me investigation. (laughs) Could I do medicine? Yes, you can. Yay. I I don't know if there's any way to tell the difference, but I want to walk up next to Redstream, just place a hand on the ice. I don't know if I can tell if it's natural or if it's magically made ice. Roll Arcana. I rolled a 15 medicine. You can see that looking at different portions of this body, there are singe marks around. There are even parts of the flesh that have been burnt off that are still just somewhat hanging to this. It looks like this person burned. Maybe over time, the heat made the water from above encase ice again. Or maybe they just died and were pushed against this ice and it just got so cold down here over time that more of this ice formed around it. I share this information. I got a 14 on Arcana. This ice is not magical. What's uh, going on in the rest of the room? So you're moving into this cavern and you feel an intense sense of stillness. The sounds of you walking echo as you pass from the cobblestone floor of the ice cellar onto a sheet of ice. In fact, the entire cave here is made of ice, walls and all. The faintest sound echoes all around, and destruction lies in wait. There are broken walls from where massive amounts of energy hit them, causing shards of ice to crash to the ground. Leftover magical elements still here from decades past. A pink wall of light is floating here like it's been here forever. It's facing one direction, it's got sparkles throughout it that stand still in time. There are impact zones from various spells, cracks in the floor. This whole place is a mess. Every 10 to 15 feet, another area of destruction. Off to the right, there is a massive cliff going downward in this ice-filled area. But in front of you, there is a black mound coming out of the ice. It looks like rock that has cracked through the ice from beneath. There's one main portion of this rock with a quite flat top that then spiderwebs out along the ice. The rock is black, but it is muted from a thin layer of ice that has formed top of it. And on top of this black rock is a woman's body. Oh! Waist down, she's engulfed by the rock. Only her torso visible. She still wears her furs that she had been wearing when she perished headless like a Greek statue she sits motionless in time 
Um. Oh, oh my God, I didn't see this. Jesus. Redstream. <sighs> Redstream continues cleaning off the ice and he looks at you. I know you said Travis was married and you hadn't seen Kianopa for some time. I feared this to be true. And he starts walking in. And you can see he takes a look around. He is looking at these magical artifacts, slowly making his way towards this black rock. And he kneels down. Doesn't seem to be saying anything. Redstream, what, what is this? What is this black material around her? He looks at it for a moment. And he starts even scratching at the ice layer that's on it. This is obsidian. What would cause obsidian to form here? Lava cooling extremely quickly. Oh. Did you know anyone back then that would have been powerful enough to raise lava like this? Because like, I, I feel like this is not like a normally volcanic spot. The flame lady. Alana. Oh. I had always knew she killed Kianopa. I just wasn't expecting it like this. Um, sheesh. All right. Is is there anything around the body that looks suspicious or just like any items on the ground or anything like that? If you would like to give me investigation around the area, please do. I'm also going to cast Detect Magic again. Pull up some pollen and blow it around the room to show me anything and try to figure out like what school of magic this pink wall is and all that six for investigation jet this is disturbing being over here though with a six you see that this body even though it is not engulfed in ice completely preserved there's no decay and it's been here for how long 40 years is it frozen? No. There's a thin layer of ice. Is it soft? Or is it petrified? Are you going to touch it, Blueberry? I'd, I'd touch the hand. It is still soft. Not warm. It is cold. Alright, so I got a prediction that there's something even more magic happening right now. Because... My my dear right here, she's uh she's still soft. She's not warm anymore, but she's still soft. So something's been preserving her here for like forty years. Do y'all think it could have been like related to the Evergem? All I know is that Kinopo is extremely strong mage. I don't think the Evergem would have a connection to preserve her body. You throw those spores around. You're getting hits all over the place. A lot of them are just very tiny hints of evocation magic, where you can see that there are like scorch marks and old blood dried in the ground. You see this pink wall and a lot of your magic, these spores go over to that. That is abjuration magic that has been here for some time. The other thing you feel, Blueberry, is... There isn't any leftover magic around this woman's body other than evocation magic that grips where the obsidian is. And then the rest of your spores start drifting to your right, down the cliff. 
Uh, Xander, you want to look over this cliff? You could probably see further than any of us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll take a peek over the cliff. You see a chasm goes a couple hundred feet downward. Jesus. In that chasm, there is a flat floor at the bottom. And lying on the floor is a giant dead skeleton. Giant? How giant? Giant. Skull a dozen feet tall, hands as <gasps> big as cars. What? And a giant sword of ice, ten stories tall. What? That is pierced where this being's heart used to be. What? What the hell is that? Uh, folks, there's, um, I, the, do people get this big? Is this, it, this, this isn't normal, right? What did you find, man? So, all right, if there's a sword that's that big, that means that there's another big boy out there that stabbed him in the, who, man. What the hell? Yeah, that means one of those is still alive. Or at least something of equivalent size. Red, red stream. I'm going to jump down. Ah. 200 feet? I'm jumping down. With rope. I have constant featherfall. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Wait, how are you going to get back up? Take the rope anyway. It's okay. I got it. I'll fishing line it down to you. Don't worry. Can you wait a moment, please? We may all want to go down there. If, if one of you's going, we should all go. But just give me a moment here. You don't like splitting the party? He walks over to the edge and looks down. Giants are large, but not that big. There's things bigger than giants? Giants are about the size of that skull, I'd say. Oh what the my fuck? god. Have you seen something this big before? Have you heard of something this big? This is enormous. I, I can't even believe. As he looks at you, Jet, his eyes start flashing blue. And he closes them. I am going to try and uh, see what happened here. Then we can go down there. And then he starts having a vision. His eyes glow a light blue. His gaze begins at the blasted-in wall. A powerful blast of fire came and exploded there. Kianopa was propelled into this room. He looks back at the entryway and at Travis's body. Travis was killed instantly. Alana was here. Kianopa shouted something, but Alana went on the attack. His eyes start darting to different areas of the room. At times, he winces, recoils even. And he stops talking at this point and just watches before his eyes land upon Kianopa's body in the center of the room. His face grimaces in pain before he finally shuts his eyes and grits his teeth. And he just sits breathing for a moment. There was a battle. <sighs> Alana was aggressive and incredibly strong. She summoned lightning bolts, fire, even cracked the ice and had lava shoot up from beneath the ground. That's what got Kianopa. Alana made it turn to stone instantly and then well, the rest. Kionopa did well. She deflected some of Alana's blast back at her, used whatever she could to attack, but it, it wasn't enough. It just doesn't make sense. She was looking amazing. Her magic was strong until right here. 
and he points and walks over to the pink wall of light. She put this wall up to save herself from a stream of fire from Alana. Then, she spoke something aloud and did hand movements, and she put this sigil here. And that's when she became exhausted. And you can see that on the back of this wall of light, a sigil implanted here. Blueberry, what you can see is some of your spores that are still going. Latch on to just this sigil. And just that sigil is transmutation magic. This is transmutation. What's that? Like transformation. Hmm. Why don't they just say that then? Because it's a little more inclusive than that. Fair enough, fair enough. It just means changing things. The symbol you're looking at looks like two triangles, point to point, almost in the shape of a number eight, but triangular instead of circular. And where the points meet, there is a horizontal line that crosses through. All of this is wrapped in a circle that connects the two triangles. And finally, there is a dot in each circle. Almost like an hourglass. Oh, yeah. Mm. So she tried to transform something here, Blueberry? I I guess it, it maybe could have been like, I, I don't know. Redstream, did you see anybody else here? Just the two of them. It's just, it's so weird that whatever this is exhausted Kianopa to the point where she couldn't fight back anymore. Can I touch it? Xander, you put your hand up. Feels a little bit cold. Also feels ethereal. It's the magic wall that's been here, and yet the person who conjured it is dead. Just across the room. And it's still here. Your hand can't go through it, but you can feel the ridges of where this sigil is implanted. That doesn't count as a language that I can read, correct? No. Xander, can you can you take a picture of this? Ooh, good call. Snap pick. That is one of the mysteries. What about Big Daddy over here down the cliff? Like, is he? What is going on there? Can you did you see anything about that? I can tell there's magic coming from there, but I'll have to go within thirty feet to know what kind. Yeah, is that something that would have happened in the past, or was this all part of that big fight, or does this just happen to be down here? Why did the ice cellar have a massive chasm? Does it look like the chasm leads anywhere else, or it's just like a big ditch and then that's the end of it? Down the chasm, there are areas that you can't see. Why would this be here? This is a butcher shop. Do you think that this is somehow linked to the fight that occurred? That's what I'm wondering. Were you able to see anything down that cliff at all from from your vision? I can try. And he walks over to the edge of the cliff. And he stares for quite some time as his eyes go blue again. As you're watching him, his face becomes quizzical. His eyes dart up to the ceiling and then back down towards the ground as he recoils. And he continues watching with wide eyes and just confusion on his face. This is perplexing. What? What's going on? He looks back at Kionopa's body. And he looks back down and he starts recounting what he's seen. A portal opened up to this location, a huge one, and out came Alana. But she was younger than this. She looked 
different. Her hair wasn't so red or wild. Her eyes looked calmer. She appeared here from nowhere with what I can only assume was a goddess or something close to it. This skeleton is of that goddess. She was thin for her size, tall, barefoot. She wore these plain robes. Three black dots were underneath her right eye. Her hair moved as if it was alive, and she stood a hundred foot tall? They arrived here together. Alana was dressed in similar robes to her. And then they began some sort of ritual. The goddess took her right hand and placed it upon the three black dots under her eye. And a ball of magic energy came out as she pulled it from herself. She instantly began to look weaker. She started pulling at this ball of energy like a like a ball of dough, stretching it between her hands in a rhythmic motion. As Alana knelt down in front of her, the goddess puts her hand on either side of Alana. She just engulfs her in this magic essence. I could see Alana only periodically, and it looked as if she was screaming. This lasted for some time seeing the goddess becoming more exhausted and Alana peeking through the magic essence. As this ball of energy expanded, just completely engulfed Alana, there was an explosion of energy that pushed the goddess back. She looked exhausted like she had little energy left. From where Alana knelt down, stood Alana, now with a tint of red in her eyes hair redder than before and it stood up on its own and Kionopa in the same robes that Alana was wearing they looked at each other for some time confused as to what was happening Kionopa gripped her temples and they conversed about something as Alana became more and more angry screaming at the goddess who was laying there exhausted her eyes flashed a bright red as lightning shot from her fingertips into the ceiling. The lightning carved that sword of ice in an instant that dropped down onto the goddess' heart. She was so weak she couldn't stop it. They were here together before. They do each other. Or are they each other? What? You said that they were together after that explosion of power? She, she just formed. Do you know that Kionopa wasn't there before that? I didn't see her. It was just the two of them that arrived. Have you ever met Kionopa's family? Her mother or father? Any, any extended relatives? It was just her. There's no history of her at all. Do they look similar? Other than the new redness and such? Strikingly. Ah. They have to be one and the same. Whether it's an emotion that was brought out of Alana, or just a different part of her in general, I think Kianopa was, like, almost expelled. Or created, I guess. She was born. But why would Alana kill Kianopa? Probably saw it as a weaker part of herself. Or maybe... Maybe she can't fully kill her. Maybe she has her preserved right now because she wanted her out of the way. Look at her, she hasn't aged a day, she hasn't decayed at all. 
It's been how long? 40 years? There might be more to this than we see. You mentioned that Alana looked almost vicious or ferocious after the the magic explosion. Angry. Impulsive. I'm wondering if Kionopa was the gathering of Alana's previous good side, I guess you could say. All her, like, love and caring and those kind of emotions just expelled from her body and took form in Kionopa. And that just left Alana. I'd like to walk closer to Kionopa's body and use my divine sense on her. You sense a celestial. Guys, there's something special about her. I think you're onto something, Sebastian. She's... she's special. She's nothing like Alana. She feels like she's all of the good in Alana in one person. Celestial doesn't have to be good. But a celestial isn't going to be born like a human. No. Gredstream, did you see what happened to Kionopa's head? As you say that, he recoils. Alana has it. Oh. Why? Maybe Alana can't kill a part of herself. She tried, but like, she just can't do it. Like, she physically can't do it for one reason or another. So she's just holding on to the last piece so she can't like somehow come back because she's got her whole body or something. If her body is not decayed at all, if all of it was here, there could be some magic to bring her back. But if Alana has a piece of it, it wouldn't be possible. So that sword and that goddess that we can see from here, is that made out of ice? It's from the ceiling? It's bigger than the studio. (sighs) Why would she get angry at the goddess who gave her this power and at her own expense. Maybe she was pissed that she got split in two. We do rash things when we're angry, and I don't even know if she necessarily meant to do it. I mean, her spout of lightning hit the ceiling. Why wouldn't she just attack the goddess herself? Yeah, but a spout of lightning isn't going to perfectly carve out a sword. Unless it was subconscious. True. Well, now that we've found this... Like, what was your end goal down here, Redstream? Did you just want to see what the Magistrate were hiding? Make sure that what you were thinking was right? Like, what's the plan? I was hoping to find some information about what happened to Zen. Mm. You didn't see anything about Zen in this confrontation? He wasn't here. And unfortunately, I can't hear. can only see the mouse moving. You need to start practicing lip-reading. Become more observant. Can he show his visions to anyone else? No. Should we investigate the bottom of this cavern? Yeah, we can work our way down. Um. Xander, you look perplexed. I'm just thinking, like, Zen is the child of the avatar for a celestial. So, Zen's gotta be incredibly powerful. When we were back up in the room and we saw the all that like protection magic, I feel like that was them keeping Zen's power in because he was too young to understand how like what he could do and just to protect him. Do we know where Kingsley was born? 
Lake Arthur because he always wore that Lake Arthur Pigeons t-shirt. I wonder if Kingsley was adopted. (laughs) Jet, did you feel anything from Travis? Or is he just a normal dude? Travis felt pretty normal to me. Nothing different. The only the only thing that drew attention to me was was her. Okay. Should we check down see if there's anything else of, of interest around the skeleton? We can tie the end of this rope to the obsidian. As long as we can get down okay. Yeah. While they're tying the rope and getting ready, I'll jump down and, and get a head start. You jump down. Slowly falling crazy how big this sword is. You start by its handle as you're falling down, see the hilt, and follow the blade down. And it hits right where this being's heart used to be. Everything here is gone. It's just a skeleton. I'll move closer to the to the sword and take a good look at it. Give me investigation. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I Boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. It's boring. VG247's <laughs> Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Eleven. The portion of the sword where it connected with where this body used to be, the whole blade at that point is thinner. As I go up to it, I want to grab it and just feel if it's actual ice or not, and I'd like to cast a Divine Sense again. Within 60 feet of you is a Celestial, or the essence of one. Is there anything off about the sword? Give me Arcana. 19. This ice has no cracks in it. This ice is surprisingly clear. You can feel there's a magic essence to the ice. Not only was this carved by magic, this ice became magical. Hey, guys, you're going to want to get down here. Coming! Working on it! Tying a good-ass knot (laughs) under the obsidian before it expands. The end of the rope, so we have the endless side. As Blueberry's tying, I'm just pulling and pulling and pulling forever. Trying to get enough to go down the 200 feet. I'm going to move closer to where the the rope is coming down, and I'll help everybody down as they're coming. You guys, uh, go on ahead. I will be just a moment. I would just want to say my goodbyes. Take all the time you need, boss. Who wants to go down first? Doesn't take long. The ice isn't too slippery, so you don't have to worry about falling off. You're able to make it to the ground. By the time you get to the ground, you can already feel Red Stream is starting to come down. Jet, you find anything interesting? Come here. Come, come look at the sword. Mm-hmm. Look, look right where it pierces here. It, it's look how thin it is. There's no cracks. It looks pristine. It, it, it feels 
different to me, just like the body, the, the skeleton. It feels like how she did up there. There's something different about them, and there's something different about this, too. And why is it all in one piece still? I think there'd be some sort of damage. I don't get it. What happens if you hit it? You don't have to, like, hit it hard. Like, you're not trying to break it, but, like, can you crack it at all? I'll thorn whip it, I guess. To try to, like, move it. Try to, like, hit it with the 26 and 6 damage, and also to try to yank it. It doesn't budge as you pull it. This seems like it's stuck pretty deep into the ice beneath. (sighs) And no cracks form where you hit it. This thing is invincible. Definitely still has magic to it. Wow. Oh, I mean, it is ten stories tall. At this point, Redstream gets to the bottom. What are you looking at? This crazy freaking sword! I yank one more time and then release my vines. It stabs straight through, probably into the floor. This thing's in pristine condition. Look at it. It, it looks brand new. There's not a crack in sight. I want to look up to the the ceiling where it would have fallen from. Is there like a hole that it would have like is missing from? Redstream actually tells you that it carved big chunks out and formed the sword as it fell. Oh. Being down here now, do we see any entries to other caves? Looks like this would spout in different areas. Many directions? A few. Oh, geez. Does one look as if it was traveled before? Give me a survival. 21, baby. Let's go. 21, babies. You start heading down this chasm a bit. You do see some weird markings out of the very, very tall ones. Drag marks of something very big. We talking as big as the skeleton here or big like a giant big? There are ruts in the ground that are like 10 foot deep. Whoa. Do they look like they're intentional markings or are they more as if something was struggling? No struggle. Like something's moving from one place to another. Hey, Redstream, I'm going to need you for a minute here. He starts looking around and you can see his eyes are blue again as he's watching. And he just points to a cave. That's where Alana went. But not in there. After the ice fell, Alana looked to be in shock, but quickly shook it off. Kianopa, on the other hand, was devastated. She looked to be pleading with Alana as she started moving deeper into the chasm, angry. Kianopa even grabbed Alana, trying to stop her or help her or something, and Alana swung around and slapped her face. Alana continues walking. She conjures a portal there and disappears. And Kianopa stays. And she tried to help the goddess in any way she could, but to no avail. Guys, I'm just saying if Alana could summon portals, what if Kyo could summon portals and she sent Zen into a portal and he came to our world into like Mexico and then he grew up to be Kingsley? Like, what if? Well, we have Through the Realms of Myria's uh, sequel set, so there's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> because that's awesome. Uh, honestly, crazier things have happened, so I-, I could believe that. Let's follow these drag marks. Oh, no, no. 
Isenard. Isenard. No. Isenard. Come again? What do you What do you mean? This th These are made from a creature. It made these caverns. What the what? fuck? Oh, that's like a part of its spine or something. Is it like a giant worm or like a like a more Alaskan like a... bullworm? <laughs> <laughs> it it is a large worm. Oh. Okay. Are they mean? I mean, do they want to like eat us? Are are we safe here? Do I, should we go? Probably. Yeah, we uh, should get back up. I don't like this. They will swallow you whole. Oh my oh. god. Okay. Okay. And we're out. Going back to the rope. And that's if you get away from the spiked tail at the back. Okay, you've said enough. I'm climbing. And you guys start heading back up the rope. We need to get out of here. I'll say. Working on it. How the heck are we going to, like, actually get out of here, though? We got a sleeping guard up there, and, uh... Yeah, about that. I didn't want to tell you then. The magistrate is going to come up to the other gem either way. The destined can stay even more out of sight if that happens and stop their research now that we know more about what happened and we can just send people out to try to get any more information about Zen that we can get from Alana or the upper members of the magistrate. But if even a single magistrate person knows we broke into the barracks, that would all be for nothing. If that happens, they will likely be hunted by the magistrate and we would have nowhere else to go. Something needs to happen to him. What? Something needs to happen to that guard? Oh. He saw all of us breaking into the guards' quarters. We can't have anyone know we were here. We can't do that. What, what if he just thinks he's asleep? It, it has to be Derek being a defector of the magistrate. That is all they can know. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay, okay, hear me out. What if he just, like, tripped off the cliff? Oh, my God. We can't, we oh can't do God. that. Oh, my God. We can't. Just throwing it out there. I'll do it. Listen, if you want to, that's totally fine. Can you just do it down here? No, he doesn't deserve that. There's got to be something different that we can do in this situation. You don't think he deserves that? We don't know what he's done. I mean, you see them making fun of a dead corpse. I don't know that he did that. Yeah, they kind of do be getting that, like, Nazi energy, too. Like, you can't just be like, they're just following orders. That's kind of fucked up. We don't know. This guy? There were only three people allowed down below. The two officers and the harbinger. He was one of the officers. <sighs> so he's probably done some pretty nasty shit. I'm just saying, I'm not going to have a guilty conscience on this one. Even if we're not the ones doing it. I just don't want to see it. I don't want to know what's happening. He should be, like, jailed, not killed. How are we going to sneak him out, too? I don't know. I don't even know how we're getting out. Running really fast? I have a spell that could make us all fast. They can't see us. I can't make everyone invisible. Unless I get some rest. My magic is so off. I can make a few of us fly or walk on walls, but not at the same time, and I don't know if that's helpful. Yeah, that's pretty visible. How many of us can you make fly? All of us? I can fly myself. Well, if you make Jet fly, he could probably he could probably carry us all up, right? I'm thinking, I mean, we're not that far underground. I'll try to blast a hole through where the sword came through in the ice. Do you think it's thin enough? I don't know if I could get through the whole thing. 
I don't know where it would end up. I don't know where it would take us. I don't know if we're just popping right up into the barracks again. That's all I got. Fable doesn't have a flower down here, does she? I don't know what to do, guys. I have a polymorph. I can polymorph someone, and I can wild shape myself. That takes care of two people. But I, I don't know otherwise. Sebastian, can you make one of us out of sight again, or no? I feel like I could do two if I tried real hard. And I can also make us fast. That's not concentration. And I could do four people with that. Wait, we're all dressed as magistrate people anyway. Can you turn to a bug again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, we're all dressed as, as that. We just got to take care of that one dude, and then we just like, walk out of here. Xander, you have your closet now, right? That bag? Oh. Oh, yeah. Can we put the guard in there? <gasps> or us? <laughs> Would that make it extra heavy? I mean, that'd make it a lot harder to carry, wouldn't it? Sandra said it was light as hell. What if I polymorph the guy and then put the guy in the bucket? And then he's not dead, but he's somewhere else and he can't tell them? But, I mean, like, he could still tell someone if he found his way back. Maybe he'll be lost and he'll start a new life and he's always been wanting to start over. <laughs> I, Blueberry, I, I couldn't agree with you more right now. It's like a redemption arc. I am 100% down for this plan of yours. Turn him into a frog. Turn him into a, I don't know, a snake. Throw him in the bucket. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about us and we're running out of time. How are we getting out of this? Then we can discuss him. I thought you were worried about him. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Everyone, everyone up to the, up to the, the quarters. We'll throw everyone in the bag and I'll carry the bag out. Yeah, I think that'll work. You guys just chill in the closet. You know if people can breathe in there? Xander went in. I mean, at least like up to my ankles. Xander, jump in there. All right. I'll put the bag on the ground and just like step into it, I guess. Looks like you're pulling yourself downward into like a <laughs> hole in the ground. That is freaking me out. I'll just try to pick it up to see if I can with one hand. Light as a feather. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, take him out. Make sure he's okay. Open it up. Stick my head in. Xander. Hello. I wave my, my hand out of there. Well, okay. Could you breathe? Yeah, I'm good. I will jump in with him now. I could carry the bag as an owl. Oh, there you go. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. We, we still have to do something. I, I'm going to try getting out of the bag and like pushing Jed out of the way. We still get, have get, something to on. do. Look, we have to get the guard. Oh, oh, shoot. Right. We got to put him in the bag. Or in the bucket. Can we polymorph bucket? That's such a risk. I know. Can I see your shield? Sebastian, he's looking at you. My shield? Oh, the little one they gave me. Yeah, here you go. He starts walking towards the staircase. What's the plan? Red stream, What's the plan? What, are you, what are you doing? I'll be back. You will fly us out of here. Everybody in the bag, Owl flies us out. Yeah, yeah. All right. What are you doing with the shield? If we can't see it, it didn't happen. Oh, my God. I just don't want to see it, man. I don't care if he lives or dies. He's a piece of shit. Everyone in here. It's better if they don't find a body to investigate, right? It's better that he just disappears. Yeah. But I was going to use this because Derek killed him. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, smart, smart. I just turned my back to him. I still think it's better that he disappears, but fine. Just everyone in the bag so we don't see it. I'll fly us out, and I'll put long strider so I'm extra fast. I slip in the bag. I don't even say anything. All right, we got this. We got this. It's fine. Go up, do your thing. We'll go. It's good. Everything's good. I'm going in the bag. Okay. I'm casting long strider on myself. 
first level, just some uh, little, uh, very springy green vines grow out of the floor and like into my uh, feet, but then just kind of dissolve onto my shoes and they feel lighter. And everyone else in the bag. A wild shape into an owl. Close your ears, if you can. Owl will pick up the bag and fly out the window. White, snowy owl, gray spots. And you're heading back to the tent, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fast is your movement speed as an owl flying with Longstrider? Ooh, uh, 70 feet. Hot damn. Dashing. It only takes you about maybe a minute to get back into the tent. I'm too claustrophobic for this. As bag of holding rules, creatures can survive in the bag up to 10 minutes divided by the number of creatures in the bag. Mm. So with four of you in there, it's two and a half minutes. Oh, thank God. Sebastian's going into a little bit of a panic right now. He is claustrophobic. I fly into the tent. And then as an owl, my little beak pull open the the sides of the opening of the bag, poke my face in. Could you not have just become a person to do that? Okay. Sebastian fucking clambers out first, right? Yeah, I'm I'm crawling out if I see an opening start. Well, that was interesting. I make sure Frederick's okay. When Jet clambers out of the bag, he's just going to throw his shield and hammer on the ground and just walk out of the tent. (laughs) Just walking out in front of the tent. And they could see as I'm walking out, just teary-eyed. You are feeling a harsh breeze. And you're sweating. It could be the anger, it could be something, but you're not feeling as cold as you would want to be right now as an owl I'm gonna fly over land on your shoulder I can't do this anymore blue I can't do this shit I can't hurt people I I, I feel wrong we we seem wrong I can't be here I need to I need to go home I need to get Kingsley I need to see if they're okay I need to see if Matthias is alright I don't know what to do I just need home. And I'll kneel down and start crying and grab at my pendant. And as I do, a four-legged creature forms in front of me, covered in fur, and I will cast Fine Steed. It, It takes the form of a very large pebbles. It licks me on the cheek and comforts me. I'm gonna nuzzle your cheek. I needed this. I needed home. You could see the wind blowing the fur back and forth. It runs behind you. As you're kneeling down, it starts hitting your butt with its nose to try to get you to stand up. I'll, I'll just pop up. And as you do, goes underneath your legs and jumps upward so you're sitting on its back. <laughs> I like spread out my wings to like catch my balance and <laughs> adjust. Still teary-eyed, I scratch it behind the ear. I 
I don't know where you came from, but you came at the right time. And it starts trotting around, doing a lap around the Evergem. I'll step out and be like, oh shit, is Blue doing pony rides as a dog? Wait, she's on the show. What's going on here? I'm going to lift off and just kind of fly coast around the Evergem at like the same speed. Redstream comes out of the tent as well, kneels against one of these tent supports. Well, now I feel left out. I guess I'll come out of the tent if Redstream left me too. <laughs> Xander, where'd Jet get a lion? I think that's a dog, bro. But it's huge. Is it one of those like Tibetan mastiffs? Yeah, actually, you're probably right. Those things are like massive. They look like bears. Damn, that's kind of hype. Oh, I guess it makes sense that they would live up here because they have all that fur. Yeah. But, like, where did he find it? Like, we were literally just, like, in a basement. How did he get- I haven't seen a single goddamn dog this entire time. For real. When I'm riding around on pebbles, they can see as I get closer that she does, in fact, have a pink saddle as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Redstream, I, like, I don't mean to do this and then bounce, but, like, do you need anything from us? Like, we kind of figured out some stuff. If you guys are good to, like, keep doing your thing, like- we gotta go check on our boy. Yeah, we're in a bit of a time restraint right now. We will be here as long as we can stay hidden. We're going to find Zen, and we're going to find some way to stop Alana. We're right there with you. If you come in contact with any information that you can give us, send a pigeon, send a mail, send yourself, send whatever. Specifically, if you can find out what that symbol means. He draws it in the little bit of snow... Oh, you're good. He took a pic... uh, He implanted it into his memory. Physically. Just look at it again, please. And he took like, (laughs) continues making it. (laughs) This symbol. Write it down. We we got it. I just... I didn't see a journal or anything, so... No, it's it's all... It's all right here. I got it. See, and I'll show him the picture on the camera on the little screen. Blasphemy. You're gonna tell me that with all this magic bullshit that goes on in this world, you're gonna be confused by a little box that can take a picture, that can recreate an image? It's just light. I want to be able to do that with my visions, and I can't, so it's weird that you can do that. Well, you know, work on, uh, it's like crystals and light and magnesium or something. Magnesium? You can figure it out. Oh, sorry, that's just for the flash. If it's dark, you use magnesium. But, anyway, um... Consider us allies. We're going to keep an eye out for Zen. We'll see if we can find anything about him, about Kianopa. And hopefully we don't run into Alana, because, uh, yikes. Good luck. Thank you. You too. Keep that staff hidden. We'll make sure she's safe. For sure. For sure. I hope your friends are okay. Thank you. I'll, uh, hit him up for a dap. What is this? It's, uh, it's a handshake. Revolution, baby. Yeah, it's it's like a symbol of our of our uh, companionship, allyship. Normally, we write up treaties. Nope, we don't do that around L.A. It's just all daps. Why is your hand so sweaty? I, it's it's a condition. All right, I keep getting it stuck in a mitten. It's like perpetually sweaty now. Thank you for your help. We learned a lot, even if it wasn't what we wanted to learn. You got a boss. Yo, good luck. If you need anything, send a pigeon to... Mm, never mind. We are moving a lot, so... Bubbles doesn't leave my sight for too long. You don't have to send that pigeon. Send, like, a different pigeon. 
Bubbles actually starts flying into the air and chasing Owl Blueberry in the sky, like playing. Oh, I, I try <laughs> oh, to, no. I freak out. I'm going to try to like intimidate it, like scare it, like I'm going to eat it. Just... <laughs> I'm going to attack it. Give me an intimidation check. All right, intimidation 17. <laughs> Fly back down to Jet. Starts cooing, cooing very loud, flies away, back into Redstream's coat. Is something wrong with her? She don't like pigeons. Childhood trauma, you know the drill. What a weird issue to have. I don't. I wouldn't say like anyone in our group is quote-unquote normal. I'd agree. Thank you again, and we'll try to lay low. Should we let Jet have his, his moment for a little bit? He looks happy for once. Yeah, and then... Maybe, I think we should head back to the to the airship and start heading back to airship. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean airship? You're from Nearlith. You've been to Helios. No. Are you actually Derek? No. No. It's no, a long story. No. 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 Listen, just trust us, okay? We're not from either of those places. We we just found it. You found a functioning airship. Yeah, and then a cloud took us here, and listen, we gotta go. It's his name. His name is Cloud. Oh, right. He's more of a tornado. He's kind of a cloud, though. After all of this, you're taking me on a ride, okay? Deal. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. I don't think any of us have lost HP, aside from me. While Jet's striding around, and Blueberry's flying, and everything just feels peaceful, I'll do, I'll play a little song of rest for everybody. Just kind of lighten the mood and give some ambiance so Jack can be a little peaceful and happy while he's riding around while we wait to leave. Redstream joins for a little bit. Looks like he needs some of that comfort as well. And just crisscross applesauce on the floor with the guitar. Start playing. Right in the snow. Kind of sounds really bad because my fingers can't like pick and move. But you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> After a few minutes, I'm flying back into the tent, turning back into myself. I'm putting the staff in the bag. Ooh, good call. Ooh, nice. Perfect. Let's uh y'all wanna head back and we can start heading to see see how Kingsley and Matthias are doing. Yeah, whenever Jet trots on over, I think we'll be we'll be good to go. Is there anything you guys want to do before leaving Frost End? Do you guys think I should throw the staff into the water from the ship just so we don't get tracked or caught with it? I I feel like they can't track it while it's in the bag. That feels, like, pretty safe. But if they search us and they search the bag, maybe they'll find it. And that would just damn us more if we're in a precarious situation. I know Jet was talking about, like, maybe possibly using it in the future. I mean, I feel like it's it's something that might come in handy. Whether it's, like, I, I know it's not, like, powerful or anything but if it could be used as a bargaining tool as evidence as anything I think it might be handy to have on hand and if that just means keeping it in the bag for a little bit I don't see the harm in it yeah I agree I'm also gonna move to the bag the anti-magic potion and two syringes I got from Chandra's house I have a liar that I've been carrying this whole time that I never play so I'm gonna put that in because it's I'm like why am I carrying this around (laughs) So you head through this serpentine gorge with the big cliffs on either side. 
passing by, they easily let you leave through this civilian pathway. And you find where your airship was stored. Doesn't look like anyone's been here. <sighs> Thank God it's still here. Ayo, hey, Claude. Cloud? Oh, options. I'm so sorry. I couldn't keep the airship running that long. You were just gone much longer than I expected. Yeah, same. It's fine. It's okay. Thank you for trying. We appreciate you. We got caught up in a lot more than we thought we would. Well, it's good you're home. I mean, this is really our only home, so. (laughs) (laughs) This is your home. Oh, Claude. Home is where Claude is, you know? Oh. Would you like to play another game of Card Tower? No, we, we we don't have time for that. We we have places we have to go. I'm sorry. No, where are we going? We're in a bit of a hurry. We we need to make it back to Matthias's university as quick as possible. This thing can't like get in the ocean and just look like a normal boat, huh? <laughs> we just land it in the woods. There's probably like a clearing nearby and walk like walk into town. Oh, Eagle Hill, the graveyard, which was only like half a day's walk from there to Faramore. We might as well just park at the graveyard or something and then walk. Should we just go outside Eagle Hill? Yeah, if there's room up by that graveyard. If that's the fastest way. You guys remember that graveyard was super run down and very few people go to it anymore, except there's one grave that seems to be still tended to. I'm so scared. I'm so scared of leaving this ship. Okay. I guess we got to try that. See what we can find. It's just a risk we're going to have to take. Take us to Eagle Hill, Cloud, and then try to find something maybe near the graveyard that seems out of the way. I can do that. It'll be about an hour before the ship gets into the air. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, is there anything else you guys would like to do before heading out? Mm, No. I don't think so. Long rest, please. (laughs) You get into the air and start heading towards Eagle Hill. It's a few hours gets to be pretty late at night by the time you're arriving to the point where the moons are out and the wind is blowing pretty harshly. Before we go to bed, I want to talk. Okay, we can chit-chat before we go to sleep. Jet, you want to talk to us about this this new friend of yours? Oh yeah, where'd you get a lion? It's it's not a lion, buddy. I, I don't know. Things have been getting to me lately, and I I just, I needed a moment of comfort, and I guess, I don't know, something came out of me, and next thing I know, I had this, what looks like a giant version of Pebbles. This is her, if you haven't seen her before. She looks just like her, acts just like her. She's massive. Where are you going to keep her? What are you going to feed her? She just appeared. I don't know, I just feel like she's she's a part of me. Does she eat normal dog food? I don't know. Do you, Pebbles? I'll throw some rations at her and see if she eats it. <laughs> oh, downs it. <laughs> at a girl. Do do good berries work on dogs? Hopefully they're not like grapes. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Blue, you have any more of those good berries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one here. Throw one at her. She'll catch it. Don't worry. I throw it. Jet, give me dexterity saving throw with advantage. 22 for dex save. That's not just a 22. That's a nat 20. That's a nat 20, boy. She does a 360 in the air and grabs it. Goddamn. 
Jet, did you ever teach her any tricks? I was about to say, that's that's part of her training. Though she's large and starts scraping her head against the ceiling as she goes onto two feet and does the little dance and she turns around <laughs> in a circle. Oh my God. What? That's so cute. We call that one the circus. The circus? The circus is actually really immoral. I would not recommend supporting. They're not good to their animals. Okay, Blueberry, it's a wholesome moment. Stop ruining it. <laughs> I'm just saying you can do better than circus. What, what do you want me to name it then? Just so cute and like not the circus. Okay, so we call that so cute and not the circus. Okay. All right. I am exhausted. You you feel you're you feeling better now that you have pebbles though? I feel refreshed. It it's going to make a change. Good. But Hey Xander. Oh, sorry. I don't want to ruin the mood yet. I'll ruin it later. You always do. Thanks. But I still feel off like warm all the time that hasn't gone away oh god i forgot about your arm we never asked matthias about that because no, we, haven't we haven't been around him maybe he knows something if he's still there uh or maybe someone in Faramore might might know we could go to that temple oh yeah with the moon people i'm more worried about seeing how they all are first yeah this can wait i i need to see i need to see them all we'll get to him I don't know how we're going to learn more about Kionopa and Lana and what happened to Zen. I, like, we don't even have, like, a thread to follow with that. I think just as we uncover more about the Magistrate, it's got to lead us somewhere. Maybe not Zen, but maybe Alana. Yeah, certainly. She's not the thread I want to follow. Yeah, I kind of don't want to. She seems so scary. Ugh, she, like, sucked the power out of a goddess and then killed her. Don't love that. Does that make her a goddess? Partially. Does that make both of them goddesses? I think they've got the partial power of one. What if they were to combine back together? Oh, like, and that's why she just needed the head. Because she didn't want, like, all of her back together. But if Kionopa's head contains, like, all the power, and they were to combine forces, but there's more of Alana, then more of Alana's personality takes over, and she just gets Kionopa's power, but not the personality. It's all coming together. Xander, conspiracy check. Did that sound right, Xander? Yes. We need more details. Whatever. Hey, Xander. Yeah? Dibs on the bed, and I run. You bitch! <laughs> <laughs> it's like shotgun, but the airship. I'll throw the glass dagger at him. So you threw a dagger at him? <laughs> I threw the glass dagger at him. <laughs> Sebastian's able to get in the door close it as the dagger shatters on the door and it appears back in your holster whatever dibs on couch Ooh, got him i'm gonna wild shape into a a ferret and curl up with frederick on some sort of couch or squishy armchair for my four hours cute pebbles is just gonna curl up into a ball and i'll lay right in the middle of the ball oh my god eight hours later you hear Options, I am looking for a place to land. As you all awaken. Xander, there's something in your pocket. It's a 16. Hand goes in. Ooh, plastic. That's weird. You pull it out. And it's one of those really tiny things you used to get in like kindergarten of uh, baby carrots. Oh, hell yeah. I got a snack. I'm just going to eat them. Ugh. Goddamn, I missed carrots. Carrots? Do you think that's why you can see so far? Yeah. Jet, you wake up, 
to Pebbles getting excited. You lean over to scratch the back of her neck and your hand is completely white. Fingertips black and the fingernails are starting to look like claws. What? 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 And for today, that's a wrap. What? Excuse me. What? Thank you all so much for listening. You can join us over at patreon.com slash cast party, which you're going to do right now so you can go listen to our behind the scenes. Vince is just about to run his first one shot ever. So excited. If you go just next week, we're going to talk about this episode and all the crazy celestial stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you in two weeks with the next episode. Bye. We love you. Bye. 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 Sebastian, that is not a lion that Jed is riding. I have seen one of these before. Let me tell you a story. It came to me in one of my visions. That there is known as a Velociraptor. Saint E-Love and I were wandering the Badlands looking for the Vampire King, Eric V. We were told to find the resting place of the martyr of the marsupial march, Ebab Flow. We were following a map created by the infamous war-torn knight, though as I am sure you know, he made it completely out of riddles. With the help of a flightless bird that we named Jesky Fire, okay, well we didn't, we didn't name it, the bird could talk and told us its name. Well, that bird flipped the map over solving the riddle. It was a map you had to read upside down, that way you could read the letters. Well, we tore down the cliffs of the Badlands. We ran into a wandering trader named Ash who only sold tree bark and palm-sized catapults. Not good weaponry, but they were fun, so we did buy two. Finally ending at the grave of the MOTMM, we found a ghost by the name of Sean de Jesus, who had the information we needed to find the Vampire King, though he asked us a riddle. What happened? After the marsupial march. And just when St. Love distracted the ghost by saying the marsupial April, I smacked him upside the head, knocking him out completely. No riddle could stop us that day. We found a note on the ghost from some demon of the 8th level of hell named Niork. It said the vampire king hides in the highest place for a bat. We couldn't decipher this, so went back to town to confer with our bat expert, Dubward. We were informed that the highest place for a bat would be the lowest place underground, because bats hang upside down. Genius. We headed to Lord Asselberg's house. We knew he had been trying to dig into the Underdark. He graciously let us use his toilet before following him down to where him and his son Isuik came upon an underground fighting ring. It was magnificent, hidden for centuries, yet people still lived here, fighting day in and day out. Isuik decided to join the fighting ring and was doing great. He fought his way to the top and was going to go up against the champion, Jeff the Milkman. This is when my vision started. It was Jeff the Milkman as a young child on the sidelines, holding a cup of water. The two fighters in the ring that day were Lady Lorax and Lexi. A battle for the ages. As Lexi came out onto the field, she was riding a Velociraptor. She came over to Jeff the Milkman, grabbed his cup of water, 
and the Velociraptor scratched his face in excitement. And that is the story of how Jeff the Milkman got his famous face scar that you have all heard about. Ah, memories.